Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. I'm your host, Cody Leekan. I'm joined here with Joe. You're back. Hey, I am. I am. I'm so excited to be back and uh, with our church family this weekend. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Do you have a relaxing, refreshing trip? Yeah, I went to see my parents in California. Oh, good. And uh, we had a great time. It's good to spend time with them, always. Awesome. So glad for that. So, Joe, we've got something coming up on February 25th for all of our leaders. Yes, it's our leadership development night. And if you serve in any capacity, we want every leader, whether they greet people or park cars or clean up around here, to whether they lead as elders or deacons or uh, ministers, we want everyone there February 25th. That's a Friday evening. And we're going to take you through the whole process of why we're developing leaders, what does a leader look like here at Fellowship, and then how we can do that. Because we want everyone in the know that as you come and serve here, we're thinking not just about you, but how to develop you, encourage you, inspire you, and for you to look around and and, uh, see other people who could be leaders here. Yeah. I'm super excited. You've got a bit to share. Yep. Brian's got a bit to share. And then I've got a special bit for you guys as community group leaders that I've been working on. I'm really excited to share it with you and share this vision. Jeremy and I have been working with a consultant named Alan White as we work on developing on how this is going to work for small groups. I'm really excited, and I think it's going to be super awesome and super helpful for you guys. So don't forget to register for that. There will be a link in the email. Yes, it's not too late. It's I not know too late. Uh, it's never too late uh, here at Fellowship. <laughs> no. We have most of our signups within the last week. Yep. So make sure you don't delay. Do it today. Yes, for sure. Awesome. So Joe, we started this week out in our reading in the book of num- in the book of Numbers, and yes. we started with Israel's unbelief at Kadesh Barnea. Yes. Did I say that right? Kadesh Barnea. Kadesh yes. Barnea. And then we're going to jump into Deuteronomy. So can you kind of give us a bird's eye view of what all happened? Because we switched books. Yes. We got six chapters in Deuteronomy. A lot just happened right there real quick. Yes. So this weekend, as I go through the message, I'll be showing where all the books of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy fit into the land. Uh, but we're talking about a period here of 40 years, and the, the 40 years in between the time that they were rescued, delivered out of Egypt, into the time where they entered the promised land to take possession of it, as God promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so that this is that time. This is where we're moving towards that time. We have one more week here next week where we look at Moses uh, giving them the law again and giving them several sermons on how they are to be, the people they are to be as they go into the land and live in that land. He wanted to really, it's kind of his final will and testament for the people of Israel, that which he's led for 40 years. Yeah. So this week's passage in particular, you're focusing on Deuteronomy chapter 6. So what does this passage teach us about loving God? Okay, so it's one of the foundational passages to understanding Israel's relationship with God. And it comes in, in to clear focus on Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And so that was what's called the Shema, which is literally for the Hebrew word to hear or listen. And that's right in the beginning there. So listen, and the second word is ahav, which means love. So listen and love. Shema ahab. Listen to the Lord your God and love him with, with the total totality of who you are. 
And that's that's where it, it it really encourages us that the way to live faithfully with God is to love him faithfully. Yeah. What an awesome picture for us as we get to be able to read that years and years later and yes. our faith with that. So my favorite section, what okay. else from your time of study? Because you've only got so much time up on stage, but like there's yes. so much more that goes into the preparation. What else did you pick up on that you would like to share for yeah, so leaders. just in preparation for this, I just read through the whole story again. I read um, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy just to see about all the wranglings of God and his people in the wilderness. There's 40 years where Moses is trying to listen to God and love God and love the people of God with the Word of God. And they were so stubborn. Uh, future generations would call them stiff-necked. That the same generation who was who was uh, redeemed by God, delivered out of Egypt, was the one who rebelled against him, built the golden calf, uh, said they weren't going to take the promised land. They there were people larger and mightier than they, and and so this was in Kadesh Barnea is is two about two years after they were delivered out of Egypt, two years. And God said, here's the land, I'm going to give it to you. So they sent in 12 spies who go in and look at them. Ten come back, say, we, we can't do this. They're mightier than we are. The land is great. It's everything we thought it would be and more, but we can't do this. And two people, Caleb and Joshua, they stand up and say, yes, there are mighty people here, but God is stronger. Yeah. And so... That's two years in. They could have gone in two years right after the after uh, the Exodus, but instead they spend the next thirty eight years wandering in the wilderness. And what that just said to me is, and I couldn't get over it. What when I'm unfaithful to the Lord, what does it cost? Yeah. How many years um, if if I have a lack of faith in trusting God? And I found that that a lack of faith begets more lack of faith. And a faithfulness begets more faithfulness. So in the small things, when I trust the Lord, it affects the larger things. And in the small things, when I don't trust the Lord, it affects the larger things. And my life pays for it. I miss out. I miss out on the blessing. I miss out on the opportunity. I miss out on things happening faster than they could have in a better way for a longer period of time. And so I just think it's important that we learn the lesson of Kadesh Barnea and I don't share that a whole lot in my message, but it's one to really remember. Yeah, super important. I know every time I go back through and I'm reading through this about the Israelites, I can't help but laugh because I'm like, wow, you just, God moved the sea, like he parted it, you walked on dry land, and then a few verses later, you're melting gold, and I'm like, yes. guys, come on. But then thinking about that in my own life where I'm unfaithful like that yes. is really convicting, and so... Yeah, so whenever I'm tempted to laugh at Israel, I tend to look in the mirror. Yeah, and... <laughs> gotta look in the mirror, and then like, wow, I'm laughing yeah. right at myself That's here. Right. That's right, that's right. Man, they, they're unfaithful, but like... There's areas where I'm not being faithful, so yeah, it's and that I'm really good reminder. You're right. I'm thankful that God in His grace doesn't record my lack of faithfulness yes. in five books of the Bible. <laughs> yes, yeah. and then for generations to learn from. That's so right. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. How does loving God affect the people and things that you touch and see in this world? Okay, that's a great question. Yeah, the question comes... has a little bit of loadedness to it, right? Touch it does. And see. Can you that's kind right. Of, uh... So I'll give you some perspective there. When God says, 
to uh, when Moses says to the people, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. He's talking about a, the personal response to the commands and uh, call of God on our lives. For us today, it's the Great Commission, right? It's making disciples of all nations. For us, it's being a witness and allowing the Holy Spirit to come upon us and be a witness wherever we're at, um, and to love and serve the Lord. And those the, the things of seeing would be that the, the um, Jewish leaders today would even have a phylacter a phylactery, which is a box, a wooden box that's strapped around their head and is right oh, yeah. between their eyes. And their thought is, is that everything they see, they want to be influenced by the Word of God. And then they take straps of leather and wrap it around their hand and their forearm, and so that it reminds them that everything they touch is influenced by the Word of God. And here is it's connected with verses four and five that the Lord is one; He's the first and the best, <laughs> and the one and only. And that He is also we are to love Him with our hearts and with all our souls and with all our strength. That we are to be people then that everything we touch and everything we see is filtered through the love of God in our lives. So what that means for me is that the things I touch, everything I do with my hands and everything I do see with my eyes has to be filtered through the question of, is it loving to God? And, and that's where I'm hit personally. The things that I touch or the things that I do to answer that question, am I doing this out of a love for God or out of a selfish motive or to get one more thing or to buy one more gadget or yeah. click one more thing? Uh, and, and everything I see, am I do it, it when I make a judgment statement out of seeing someone out of the corner of my eye that may have offended me, is that loving? And so that was just to remind them of that. And as, as like a wedding band reminds us to love our spouses, um, we're to do this with the, the Word of God and to be motivated out of a love to follow Him. What about you? Yeah, for me, I noticed that when I am loving God the most, that I have a, just this level of patience added to me, whether that be when I'm out and about driving and someone tries to cut me off or does something crazy. Like, I just have that extra fuse to go. Like, when the toddler is starting to throw a tantrum, if I'm putting that at front and it's in the front of my mind, it's what I'm thinking about the most, that I just have this added patience that yeah. so I can keep going. Is this loving or what's the loving yep. thing to do or to say or to think? Right, and it yeah. comes it comes naturally that way. Like yeah. it's not something I have to think about. Whereas, like when that's not on the forefront of my mind, I have to think, oh, stop, she's reset. two. Yeah, have that patience and do that reset and think about it differently because yeah. that's just not natural. And so when that is, when God's word is on the forefront, then it does come more naturally. Yeah, good. So this next question is kind of a a two parter. So what are you longing for in the community that you live in, in like via the church or in the city of Topeka? So that again goes off of uh, your your hand, your frontlets between your eyes, but it also says over your houses. So that's your family, and then at your gates. Yeah. And so at your gates, think about that. Everyone who comes into those that city at the city gates would see that this is a special group of people who they have one God, and he's their only God, and he's their first love. So I have a longing that our church would be a place where, where when the world is looking at it, they see that we love God, 
we love God and we love people the way he loves us. And uh, I have a longing for us to be a people that when they walk into this church and see our house, okay, that they'll see the love of God. They won't be distracted. They won't be um, frustrated. They'll see that God loves them by the way we love them. And secondly, for our city, I just, I just think about every week as we are dispersed, as we're sent out into the world, I pray for each of us and have a longing that by loving God as our first love, we would be a, a place or people where when we leave this place, we take the love of God and shine the love of God all around this city so that it actually influences Topeka. And Topeka sees, at least notices, and sometimes is confronted lovingly with the beauty and the wonder and the glory of the love of God, rather than a selfish and more um, uh, self-centered perspective of love. Yeah, for me, it's part of my story. So like growing up in junior high and high school, I felt isolated, like alone. Like I, I didn't have that kind of community until I got plugged into the church. And I remember one of the guys in the small group, he, I missed a week and he came up to me and he says, Hey man, I missed you. Mm -hmm. Where were you last week? And that feeling of lovingness that just outpoured from him, that he had the love of Christ in him so much that he cared about me. And that finding having that first person to care about me is something that I long for the community, the church that I'm part of to have, yeah. that the church would have so much love from God in them that it just overflows without them even being like noticing it and that it would go out and that people in the city, when the church is mobilized, mm -hmm. that when we leave the walls of this church, this building, that we would be the church in the community and they would see something different, Yeah, that they would see the love of God in us, that we would be just representing that and it would just be overflowing out from us and that would be what I'm longing for for the city to be able to see that and to say hey there's something different yeah because the church is so full of God's love that it just mm -hmm. comes out and yeah. it's just who they are yeah that's really cool it's really cool what's yours I mean I think it as you answer this one in your small groups it's going to be good for you to come prepared with this one because you'll lead people into the thinking yeah we don't people don't normally think this way what's their longing for their city what's their longing for their church they kind of go oh, well that's why we hired you or <laughs> that's why we have a mayor or something like this right. but uh, really as we live as exiles in this world we're very much the same as those who were exiled in Babylon. And we were called to, those who were exiled in Babylon were called to pray for the city, to take success in the city, and uh, to be a blessing in that city. And we have to think the same here. Yeah. As we go and we bring the church into the, the darkness of the world around That's us, right. like we've got a huge responsibility. And I'm really excited that this passage kind of leans towards that yeah. so that in February we can have that just little reminder of like, this is why we're here and this That's is right. what we're supposed to be doing. That's right. Awesome. Joe, will you be able to pray for our leaders this yeah. week? And yeah, again, I want to just say thank you for I pray for you. Thank you for serving the Lord in this capacity. You are a frontline uh, servant leader with us as we help people find and follow Jesus. Let me pray. Father, thank you for each leader who you're going to use this week in their small group. And Lord, I pray that you just open us all up to your love and how um, it's, it's unconditional, it's unending, unceasing, it's eternal. And it's uh, in our lives through Christ. And may that just kind of melt away our fears, our insecurities, our selfishness, our judgmentalism, our self-righteousness, so that we can love you with all that we are, the completeness of our completeness. 
And I pray that you would work through this passage in each of our lives, that you would be our first love. And I pray that you'd use them in a great way to do that and that your spirit would have freedom in the lives that they're talking to and doing life with. We commit this to you in the name of Jesus for his glory, for your pleasure. Amen. Amen. Awesome, Joe. Thank you so much for this time. I know yeah. I find it incredibly valuable, and I've heard a lot of leaders who are loving it. So Good. Good. Thank, thank you, you so again, much for guys, for that. serving. I, I love you guys, and pray God's best on your lives. Yep. Uh, last reminder, guys, don't forget, it's not too late to sign up. There'll be a link in the email for the developing leaders. I look forward to seeing you there on Friday, February 25th. And until next time... Mm-hmm.